Hello, everyone. Welcome to Geo Talks third episode. As you guessed that, we are here to talking about Geo special trends and new solutions. In this direction, today, Adel Bobul Fernandez with me as our guest. He is smart steel and disruptive technologies leads from Esri. Hello, Adel. Welcome again. How are you? Hello, Emery. How are you? Thank you. I'm fine. So, first of all. Would you please introduce yourself one more time for our audiences? I think we should start to hear who is Adel with your words. Yes, uh, I'm uh, basically I lead uh, uh, government, uh, the government sector, and um, uh, well, smart cities, disruptive technologies in uh, across the Middle East and Africa uh, for Esri. Um, we are uh, obviously, um, um, I don't know if many of the listeners know a lot about Esri, but um, basically we have um, uh, around 100 um, uh, different offices around the world. Uh, we have uh, as well lots of our partners, distributors around the world as well that kind of uh, work with our technology uh, and provide it to our users around the world. And we've got around uh, uh, 350,000 organizations around well that use uh, uh, Esri's products so uh, we, 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 do, we do provide our community with the geospatial uh, platform that, that enables them to uh, share information generate information and um, and we serve our customers all around the world uh, myself I have a background in um, uh, uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence uh, mm-hmm. have a Um, my background is basically uh, my PhD was from yeah, University College London in, uh, in the UK uh, on uh, machine learning for transportation specifically, uh, and it's all in the geospatial context. Um, mm-hmm. And and my background as well has been working with a lot of uh, different sectors around the world. So I've worked in the utilities uh, in the past uh, in the UK. I've worked with uh, in the defense sector for several years in the UK as well. I've worked as well in land administration sector. Uh, and uh, transportation, obviously, but um, uh, finally, finally here I'm working across government, uh, combining all these sectors with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's always my old, my old background is is on uh, geospatial technologies, technologies and GIS. Yes, and also uh, I think uh, this is a interesting uh, journey for you. And uh, actually. I want to get straight to the point, uh, mm-hmm. but before the so- start talking the details, I think we need a smooth description of smart cities. So the question is, what is smart city? So uh, smart city basically is uh, is a um, uh, is an aim from our perspective. It's a uh, it's a it's a goal uh, that lots of uh, places want to achieve. A smart city is a place where it's, it's livable. Uh, it's um, um, it's uh, secure. Uh, it's uh, citizens feel livable, feel secure, feel feel at ease, feel safe, uh, feel as well uh, um, um, have have a better quality of life, a healthier quality of life, uh, mm-hmm. have all the services at their disposal. So that's the bigger goals of smart cities. This is where yeah, this whole kind of buzzword comes from. It comes from uh, an a utopia of the cities. Uh, now, obviously, a utopia, uh, by definition, is not a uh, something that we could 100% achieve. But uh, sure. what we aim to do is uh, to kind of address these using using today's uh, digital technologies. So, how we do that from a geospatial perspective is we we try to um, turn these big uh, dreams, uh, say blue sky dreams, into uh, into reality, into tangible, measurable things. 
And how we do that is uh, we, uh, we, we turn these into KPIs or uh, key performance indicators, um, uh, things that allow us within cities observe specific um, numbers that reflect whether we are being safer, we're being more commutable, we're, being, uh, we're having more livability, as in having more green spaces, having better urban planning, uh, having better transportation links and therefore enhancing the citizens' lives. Uh, having things such as uh, clean water, having things such as renewable energy and sustainability in order mm-hmm. to uh, make the city, again, more livable and safer for, for children to grow up. So we translate the, these into specific KPIs. How we achieve these uh, from a GS perspective is that we look at five key um, capabilities that GIS brings into addressing these. Um, if you allow me, these five are uh, first first one is planning and design. So trying to optimize things uh, through planning and applying geo design uh, and leveraging all the you know the BIM GIS integration workflows. I saw the uh, some description from Esri. Uh, Esri would rather to use smart communities. And what is the difference between smart cities and communities? Uh, would you explain? Yeah, so the sense of community is, is basically in, uh, how we see it is um, out of the five GIS capabilities that I was just mentioning. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, actually, the fifth one is more focused on the community engagement aspect. So uh, by community, we mean uh, is when people have communal interests or communal uh, uh, form of uh, coming together as a society. Now, a city is a city. A city is uh, it's a physical place. Uh, what makes a city is uh, all the components that go into it, like roads, people, uh, cultures that go into it, the you know the retail life, the roads, and so forth. With a community, that's essence transforming a city from just a physical place to a societal aspect. And a community here is that um, uh, is what makes it uh, um, what what through technologies or through geospatial technologies from our perspective, what we tend, what we aim usually to do is engage these people into the same information that everyone is sharing. So today, for example, with the COVID situation, lots of people uh, came together, lots of people started watching the same uh, parts of the news every single day. People had messages on TVs all around the world, not just in one country. Mm-hmm. That kind of brain brought uh, very much together the sense of community, the sense of being people being communal with each other. Geospatial perspective from, from from what we do is we provide things such as a GIS hub that that enables a lot of applications to to be made, created online to communicate to people in a very user friendly manner. This is these are where your roads are clean. These are where where your roads are maintained. For example, these are where we lose a lot of energy. Uh, from our houses and therefore stop using air conditioning, for example, or have installed solar panels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these kind of aspects that brings the community together, transform the, all the, you know, the silos we had in the past between government not being able to communicate things to people and, uh, and that disconnect between both sides um, is, is now we're trying to uh, enforce that to be into communication governments listening more to people's feedback via all these applications that we generate, but mm-hmm. vice versa as well, people listening to the government and knowing, understanding all the messages uh, rather than just reading the newspaper, you're seeing it on, online, usually coming on up on the phone via all these applications that show them exactly what, um, what, uh, what, what the status in their small city or community live in. 
Yeah, uh, when we say that this uh, smart communities, uh, it will look more difficult and more complicated with humans and governments, and uh, we have more uh, dynamics. And uh, sure, one day uh, will be communicate uh, each others, uh, but uh, of course we are on the road. I think so. Yeah. Uh, I know this. This is a long journey, and some of countries overcome the difficulties, but also many of them in the queue at Bombay, right? We can say. Also, I realize that it it has many dynamics and complicated, uh, but I'm sure that you can give some quick tips on the basis of your experiences. I know. I know that uh, to say something uh, directly, it's it will be hard for you. But uh, I'm sure uh, there is some uh, quick tips at this time. Yeah. So one of the there there are several challenges basically in the uh, in this uh, this uh, whole journey to transform to smart cities or smart communities in that respect. Uh, but um, as part of part of that, it's uh, um, the the, ma the major thing or the b biggest thing that we usually find uh, impeding this progress is uh, basically the silos by which uh, these different organizations or uh, ministries or government authorities have mm -hmm. between each other. So the problem this is this is a major thing. So again, one of the key pillars that was uh, mentioned, the uh, five key pillars. I mean, one of them was the system of engagement. So engaging all different authorities with each other. Um, having having the Ministry of Transportation or the Transport Authority, for example, communicate information to uh, to the housing housing authority, uh, the housing authority having communicated information to uh, the police authority, and so forth. Having all this combined sharing of different types of information brings the the, the whole idea of design, the whole idea of planning, way better than than how um, how we initially had it. So you you've drawn an example on Dubai, for example. So with Dubai, what we've done is uh, we we initially used to used to work like uh, years in the past uh, before before the big hype of Dubai. We used to work with every government entity on its own, and we realized soon that this this was an uh, an issue. Uh, the same same in lots of cities around the world, by the way. So what we've done then is we thought like um, uh, we we spoke to 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 uh, an entity that it was uh, uh, was was willing to take the lead to change things and that was at the time was smart dubai it was an authority that mm -hmm. um, kind of was willing to um, have a, 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 a ministry uh, uh, sorry a memorandum of understanding and mou with us to establish um, a, a gis hub or a location information hub uh, across the whole emirates across the whole city and therefore uh, uh, thereby bringing in all the government authorities uh, into the same umbrella of uh, mm. of, uh, of information. So what happens there is we yeah. we establish a po different portals in every one of these organizations, but we have different portals that have hold these informations to communicate information with each other. That doesn't mean obviously that they share all the information they've got. They they have obviously all the uh, different types of filters and uh, uh, sorry security measures to uh, and access control rights for different authorities to see relevant information that one authority wants to share to the other. As a result of that, what happened is all the whole hype of Dubai. I'm not. I'm not attributing that just to Esri. That's obviously several organisations as well that have done the same approach. But from our experience, we've done that with th 
things such as, I, again, understanding where the best solar panels would be. And that's based on not just information from one from the utilities, but as well other information from environmental uh, authority and so forth. Bringing this information together makes us uh, understand city the city better. Uh, having sensors on things like utilities, uh, smart meters, brings in the information, gets us understanding the mm -hmm. uh, energy consumption within certain cities. Using Working with telecooperators, for example, uh, the big telecooperators in the country and other places in the world, we understand the migration patterns of people, uh, people in the uh, well, mm. their patterns in the day versus night, um, um, uh, summer versus winter, and, and therefore we can better plan uh, or replan or redesign the city to accommodate for um, these changes. Oh, nice. Uh, also, uh, another question is, do you agree with the spelling BIM and GIS together? We know that the collaboration with Autodesk. Mm -hmm. And uh, would you please share some secrets which kind of tools are preparing in these days? So um, we, we, I mean, this, this, uh, the, the collaboration with Autodesk goes back years now. The partnership with them as well goes years between Esri and uh, Autodesk. But uh, obviously, lately in the past few years, um, the, the, the whole we brought the whole process with each other. We try to integrate uh, the, mm -hmm. the whole thing, the, the whole government commercial portfolios with the engineering and design aspect yeah. of things. So uh, the BIM process. Um, also needs uh, spatial, spatial information, but typically uses, uh, uses it up uh, to help eliminate uncertainty in design uh, and the construction process as early as possible. So as to limit later changes orders, change orders and ensure optimal design and construction. Uh, engineers and architects, for example, uh, don't want buildings and bridges that uh, you know uh, would, would would fall after they're built. So what we've done uh, based on that is we've we've integrated the the whole BIM authorization process uh, into the the bigger GIS uh, um, infrastructure, and uh, that basically what this does it helps us eliminate uncertainty in design and construction process as early as possible. So uh, what it does it kind of uh, uh, eliminates all the uh, uh, um, so what, what it does is in the integration between both drives uh, smarter decisions accelerates the projects reduce the costs obviously massively and uh, yeah. creates more resilient and smarter cities uh, the, the idea sorry here was one one last thing I want to say is that the idea here is that uh, when when you design on a BIM when companies developers design on a BIM what they do is they submit their designs and automatically when they open it and it's transformed into a GIS you can understand mm -hmm. things such as burning, uh, building permits, understanding where you, how far your windows are and accessibility windows are to the uh, adjacent property, uh, the uh, the heights of the buildings and so forth, based based on the planning planning zones and so forth. And you you spoke about the tools as well. So uh, there are lots of connectors that we've generated created over time. So things like uh, Autodesk Civil 3D uh, has yeah. been has been connected, for example, with ArcGIS Online, our product ArcGIS mm -hmm. Online. Um, um, Autodesk Infra works as well with ArcGIS Online and uh, ArcGIS Enterprise. Uh, all the Revit files could be, uh, there's a, uh, a whole ETL um, uh, extract uh, transform and, uh, on ArcGIS Pro um, uh, connector that connects to, again, the ArcGIS Enterprise and ArcGIS Online infrastructure. And specifically, speaking about the BIM, uh, Autodesk BIM 360 and uh, Autodesk Civil GAT 3D, there's also a reading uh, uh, ArcGIS Pro or ArcGIS Desktop, which is uh, Esri's ArcGIS uh, uh, product, desktop product, 
communicates and commun uh, with Autodesk BIM 360 and reads everything into it uh, automatically. So you can see all this information in one application in either side, either Autodesk yeah, side great. or Edge side. You know, I'm also an engineer, uh, mm. my background, and uh, there is a big problem uh, to see that uh, some information uh, together and uh, using it just one application. And uh, also, I experienced the InfraWorks uh, from Autodesk and uh, with your tools also. Uh, it, it comes really uh, feeling good. I hope this uh, collaboration will get more benefits to engineering. Yes, um, that's where we hope to for as yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, what is next for SV? Uh, is there any new strategies after the pandemic, such as health sector? Uh, of course, uh, you, you're doing something about healthy, I know that. Uh, but uh, we can repeat again for this, our audiences. Uh, also, I want to know that how was changed the customer expectation during at this time? Yeah, uh, yeah, big big topic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, because I I left the, the last one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so precisely, I mean, there there are several aspects here. So there's the um, so first aspect is actually the health uh, aspect. I'll I'll, I'll tell you what I'm going to probably shed some light on. So first aspect probably that we're going to talk about is health applications and. Uh, and how, uh, uh, what kind, of, what kind of software or what kind of capabilities we brought uh, to health organizations to work with? I'll talk about uh, return to business as well, and how uh, organizations have been using us to return to business. And then a third topic, or last one, I'm going to talk about probably quickly is uh, uh, how do we, you know, understand on a city space, understand the movement and uh, movement analytics of people, and how people, where people go, and how people interact, and social distancing aspects and so forth. Yeah. So, so the first aspect, again, uh, quickly shed light on is basically all the aspects to do with uh, the actual monitoring. I don't know if you've probably seen on the news, uh, there's a lot of good work that we've done uh, with the job Hop uh, John Hopkins uh, University. They've created yes, a lot of yes, analytics. I, I, I know, <laughs> and everybody used this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to hear that uh, how many times <laughs> and and how many users use it? Uh, do you know this? Yeah. So so I'll tell you <laughs> around. So there's there's around um, just under a thousand uh, health authorities worldwide have developed their own dashboards uh, on 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 using using Esri. So all their dashboards in the city and so forth. They put their, their information on it. They get lots of the open source information that we kind of help them uh, obtain. So we have a information hub. Uh, mm -hmm. that is up online that has all the COVID-19 related uh, information, helps governments or let's say the Ministry of Health in one country, grab it, do things with it. Obviously, there's a couple of health organizations within a, com within a country and, and we've got like around thousand, thousands, thousands, 80,000 or just under a thousand of them that have developed their own dashboards. Uh, now, in terms of users that view in those dashboards, it's it's uh, obviously a huge amount, and I, and I and I and the calculation of it, I mean, it's really, it changes <laughs> <Yeah>. every day. <laughs> yes. uh, millions and billions uh, of views, obviously, on them. But uh, but but the idea here was basically we have a technology, right? And 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 we have we have the platform. We want to do things with it. And what we've just done is taken exact technology. We just 
changed the, the use case by which it's going to be used, catered at all for uh, COVID-19 uh, aspects, uh, such as monitoring, such as propagation. Uh, mm -hmm. There's another cool thing as well. It's called time analysis. And uh, it's basically uh, seeing uh, what scenarios, how much shall we open a city? So if you open, you know, open the city back by 20%, for example, like let's say people just window shopping or people uh, having a queue in order to get into shops, but increasing, but only having that by like having three people in the shop at the time, for example, versus 10 people or one, uh, two people per 100 meters squared or whatever, you can start doing these calculations and based on a city-wide, we've done that in lots of countries around the world, but based on a city, you can, you can t t say how far the 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 and that's a pro, sorry propagation or a predictive model that calculates how many people are likely to catch the disease within the next month so mm -hmm. so that basically informs government tells tells them well you can oblige people to wear masks or you can stop people from wearing masks it's fine now uh, yeah. because we can afford our health institutions can afford dealing with that disease so that's one aspect with the health aspect so we've done a lot of analytical kind of tools to help that there's another aspect with, with coming back to work. So a lot of government entities, uh, obviously, we, we all are working from home. You and I now are working from home, probably. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, we want less time. Obviously, the impact of that is we, have less, we want less time in the field. We want less contact. Uh, we, we want less going to, to the office. And therefore, this, uh, I mean, the positive side of COVID, let's put, look at the brighter side. We, yeah. we, we have a, a total full digital transformation. People were, you used to travel to in the past because we, you can't do anything with them uh, unless you meet them face to face and speak to them. Today, you can submit documents to each other. You can, you can sign contracts with each other. You can uh, uh, have work orders for people to go and clean the streets and do engineering works and so on, all online, fully online, digital, yeah. full digital transformation. And that obviously helps the, help, like the geospatial aspect here uh, as well helps a lot with it. With understanding where which work orders go, which place, which people, which areas they need to focus on, which all this communication via GIS is now all online. The third aspect, uh, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going going on a bit longer. Yeah, 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 yeah no, okay. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, the last the last bit is basically again as I came back to things like teleco operators, like movement analytics, like cameras that uh, can detect where people are, count, they have head counts. They calculate on the fly distances between people and closed areas and open spaces in order to uh, understand where areas, identify areas or corridors where people come very close with each other. People, yeah, there's a lot of crabbing that happens in certain locations. And therefore, governments can very much, you know, have a strategy to uh, counter that. Yeah, sorry, I'm done. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, thank you, then. And uh, here we come to end of the first episode. And end of the episode... So thanks for that great conversation and accepting to join the series. By the way, our audiences may want to find you after the broadcast. Uh, so before the closing, would you like to share your social media accounts or email address? Uh, how yeah. they find you? <laughs> yeah. Easily. <laughs> Easily. I mean, you can obviously, uh, the, the first time contact is obviously uh, esri.com, E-S-R-I uh, online.com, mm -hmm. uh, sorry. Uh, or, uh, or obviously myself. I'm. Uh, I mean, you can find me in uh, social media, but I'm on LinkedIn, for example, under uh, Adele uh, uh, Bolbo Fernandez. Uh, uh, it's it's quite a unique name as well. So you you will you'll definitely find me find me online. Uh, uh, but again, Esri's website is um, is full of all these resources. There's a lot of learning and training material as well. 
uh, that is available online that people can use for free and log in and you know train themselves on especially that we're all working from home we have some extra time sometimes thanks for tuning in it was a tasty conversation for us i hope you like too if you want to get an alert from new episodes don't forget to follow us on serving group official social media accounts Would you like to be our next guest? Please send an email with the address podcast at servinggroup.com and attach a little description about you and working side. See you. Bye.